this movie. Hello! Howdy. Hey, hi, howdy, hey, deputations. Today we're reviewing Toy Story 3. Uh, I, I don't know how to tell you this, Tyler. You may have had a stroke <laughs> while we were actually watching Nightcrawler. <laughs> you mean that wasn't Toy Story 3? Uh, it's a little bit different. Well, the main character... <laughs> Go on. Oh, I'm, boy. I'm so interested. So here's the plot of Toy Story 3. Okay. Andy, here called Lou, <laughs> is a sociopath. Yes. He works for himself. Yes. Uh, recording news as quickly as possible when it happens. Yeah. Like as soon after trying to get up as close and get these crazy shots of murders and murders, yeah, car, mo- mo- car, mostly murders, death, and j- mostly death, and anything anything terrible that you would see on your your local news, yeah, for where, sure, where people are injured or dying. That that that's what he films. Um, he also he he kind of stumbles into this line of work. Um, as a as an amateur, uh, while he's trying to, he's mostly just stealing things. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And trying to pawn them, mm-hmm. and then he figures out he can he can do this uh, for for a pretty low entry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he hires an employee. Um, they work together, make a pretty good name for themselves, start to upgrade every part of their business and stuff like that. Um, eventually. They get onto a huge scoop. They uh, a home invasion happens right by where they are en route to something else. They get there before the cops. They see three dead bodies. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character Lou sits on the footage and sits on part of the footage. Part of the footage, <laughs> identifying the guys who did it, so he could track them down and uh, get them. Into a location where it will be super sweet to film their arrest. He also uses part of this plan to get his first employee slash business partner killed because he was semi extorting him for more money, <laughs> like very half-heartedly extorting him. Re- really, just asking him for like a raise, yeah, a yeah. raise and like and like, like some fair treatment on the stuff that they're doing. Yeah, so some shit that he already should have had. Um, but he was making $30 a night. <laughs> yeah. For, for, for reference to the take that, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Lou was getting off of, um, a lot of footage, uh, like the one where he found the three dead bodies. Uh, his, his big thing was, uh, was like $15,000. Um, and it had been disclosed before that he had been making like three thousand dollars some nights for for footage, and that was pretty normal. Um, so that that's normally I wouldn't bring something up like that in the plot synopsis, but it is kind of important for the plot here because a lot of it is driven by specifically like what he's making for his footage and and the money. Uh, the, that's tied up there. And so, yeah, the assistant was making $30 a night. 
he decided one night when Jake Gyllenhaal's character wanted him to do some severely illegal shit. Um, Obstruction of justice. Yeah. Like, uh, completely. Possible, like, possible, like, murder or, like, accessory to murder charges. Like, a, a bunch of shit. Like, uh, at, at that point, he was like, no, I want, I want, you know, I want 50% of what we make tonight. Yeah. And that was like that was like the final straw. Yeah, that was a no go for, for Mr. Gyllenhaal. And then then he got him killed by putting him in front of the killer. Yeah, by he, proxy. By saying that he was dead when he wasn't. <laughs> Asking him to film it. Yeah. So that's the plot of the movie. Uh he parlays this experience into a growth for his business. Also he is Sleeping via extortion with the news manager of the of the news station that he's selling all this stuff to the the woman who is buying all of his footage. Yeah, um, she, he's basically like holding her job over her head. Yeah, and forcing her to sleep with him. And by the end, she seems pulling a Weinstein. Yeah, she seems she seems cool with it by the end, but. Uh, that's still not cool. Yeah, that's not doesn't make it okay in the beginning. Yeah, and, and it's it's never like framed as such in the in the beginning of the movie. The only time you really see her like in any way like gracious about the situation or like uh, acting in any way like she's she's part of, like like it, it's it's her choice. Uh, is at the very end when he brings her literally a shootout, a car chase, like four dead bodies, <laughs> <laughs> and they like like she's just kind of awestruck and she's just like, "Thank you for bringing me this. It's beautiful." Yeah, she says as she's looking at like the still living face of his dying partner. <laughs> Um, it's pretty uh, pretty upsetting. Yeah, this is uh, this is not a lighthearted movie. <laughs> I did enjoy it. Yeah, to segue, I did like the movie. Um, so we've many times referenced the '90s to mid 2000s psychological genre, <laughs> psychological thriller genre. But we need a better word for that. Yeah. Let's just put all the first letters into an acronym. So, in nine ninety, no, God, we're not doing this. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it off camera. And we'll see, it, or off, uh, off mic, and we'll see in, what in TMT PT. Really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It's way better than saying the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> we'll roll with it. No. Uh, yes. So yeah, the uh, this, this is this is that. Yeah, this is that. This movie didn't come out in that time frame, but no, as, it as came we came out like twenty sixteen. Yeah, something. as we decided uh, earlier over dinner, uh, <laughs> that genre, the nineties to mid two thousand psychological thriller genre. To be in that genre, like the mood, the year doesn't matter. It's 
it's really more about the idiosyncratic uh, uh, and 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 aesthetic choices that, that separate it apart from uh, from the psychological thriller genre 20, in general. 2014, this 2014. Came out. Yeah, that seems about right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, I liked it. It was uh, it was pretty self-aware yes pretty almost like satirical like yeah on on movies like this like it definitely had a genre savvy thing going you could you could read this as like a dark farce yeah for sure like and i love that that's yeah, my jam yeah it, it's not necessarily oddly enough it does have kind of funny moments yeah for sure they're all jake gyllenhaal's character is so detached from reality that it like it is humorous in the way that everyone kind of has that friend we do who had who uh you know doesn't doesn't entirely get it in a social aspect right right um i i think so something that that I noticed watching the movie for a second time because until you finish the movie you don't really realize how much of a fucking monster Lou is like yeah like you he, you you're you kind of cheering for him and stuff like that you, at the beginning you start to get it like about two thirds through the movie you're really like 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 he goes from being like weird. In kind of a like slightly fucked up, but but mostly like okay way, and transitions along the movie to like oh never mind, Lou is Satan. <laughs> like, Lou is literally the worst possible human being. Um, it's really easy to forget that in the very opening scene of this movie, he like kills a guy <laughs> well, or it, like knocks him out or something. He he. You he, see him. You see him look at a uh, at a Rinnecop's watch. Mm-hmm. And when he like the the guy's asking him for like his ID because he's in a place he's not supposed to be. And you see him hit the guy. Yeah, you see him like out of nowhere clock the guy when he's not looking, and, and then you a, see drive see him driving away with his watch. Yeah, <laughs> so he's he's pawn, uh, he's not pawning the watch. He does something with it. I'm not a hundred percent sure we see what happens. No, with the we do. Watch, that do was we? the introduction to him selling stuff. Right. He yeah, because he's got like he, he was stealing fence. And he's got like a bunch of like fence and manhole covers and shit in the back of his car. And he's trying to sell it to a scrapyard. Yeah. And then he asks for a job. <laughs> and then the scrapyard owner says, "I'm not looking to hire a thief." And he just kind of like nods. He's like, and yeah, right. like yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you got me. Um, but yeah, a- after that, you don't really like see him do anything too like terribly. Like you, you know, he's sort of fucked up, but you don't really understand until like most of the way through the movie and on a second watch of the movie i found it really interesting that there are more funny moments than i remembered there being the first time and all of these funny moments put you kind of like laughing at something snarky or something that that lou does and it sort of makes you feel bad laughing at it <laughs> yeah. when you go back through yeah, it again because sure. you're like, wow, I know how much of a 
fuck this person is. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's actually like the only times you laugh in this movie are when you are laughing with him, which is, it, it, it's, it's an odd feeling. It's not, it's not great. <laughs> so, sorry, I just read a piece of trivia that... Okay. Uh, <laughs> but before I tell you the specific trivia, this movie, for me, and uh-huh. I don't know if you have the same thing, drew a lot of parallels to the movie Drive. Yeah, not definitely not, aesthetic parallels. Aesthetic, for sure. Um, and... The the character the main character is nothing like the main character of Drive, except that he is antisocial and a little detached from reality. There 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 are readings of Drive that that um, and of uh, that director's uh, larger body of work, which I haven't seen enough of it to to form an opinion. But I've seen some things that uh, that that place several of the characters mostly usually portrayed by Ryan Gosling like somewhere on like an autism spectrum yeah and and I think that does come through in drive uh like like you can definitely see that that could be uh, a thing in drive yeah and, and this thing it's straight up uh sociopath psychopathic tendencies like it's it's <laughs> um yeah, but but yeah, so so you definitely have a main character that is it is they're detached. They do have some some social issue that keeps them on the outside of of most uh social situations looking in. And uh there are some pretty bitch and chase scenes and they are set in LA mostly at night. So <laughs> yeah. But like definitely definitely like this movie made me think of Drive. Right. And um, so apparently the diner that Lou and his employee Rick first meet in to talk about the job is the same diner <laughs> from Drive where the girl works. Question. Is it also the same diner from Mulholland Drive? Because they all look very similar. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, man. If... If we hadn't had a, such a hard time reviewing Lost Highway, I would say that we definitely need to watch Mohan. Maybe we need to watch that one off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't need to review it, but we definitely need to watch it. Um, but yeah, there, there's a very similar looking diner. Uh, it, it, would, it would be funny if there was another connection. Um, so... Yeah... There's um, so like I said, the kind of kind of a dark farce thing going on here. It's definitely like it definitely amps certain things up to the level of like absurdity, and but none of it's really like funny. Nothing about the situation. No, it's not. It's funny. not funny. There, it's, are, there it's, are, it's not a farce in that way. There are some <laughs> moments that make you nervous, laugh. Like yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, and and like you said, a lot of it's just got to do with how detached Lou's character is. Like he's just he he totally he doesn't understand, or not necessarily doesn't understand. He just doesn't give a shit that any of the things that he's doing are in any way 
wrong or immoral or unethical. No, he has no sense of that. <laughs> no, he, he's a sociopath. Yeah, he, he's he's just he's totally checked out, which means that he can do the worst shit possible with like no, not necessarily any self awareness, because I, I do think it comes through that he's aware of what he's doing. He just he, he he just does not give a shit. He can form no emotional connection to, as to why he should care. Yeah, no, it, it's not like sympathy is not on the radar. Right. It is. It is <laughs> unless feigning it forwards the goal. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean that's that's just. I mean, so we watched this with my girlfriend, and she very early on pointed out that he was exhibiting classic sociopath behavior. Way before he lets his coworker die, which is like the most egregious example yeah, of, that, of it. That that is the that is the that is the big finish. Yes, um, but he's not sympathetic at all. I mean, and and that's the the that is not what what you want. You you don't really like. The director did not want the main character to be sympathetic. Yeah, that's why they lead on that scene. Yeah. For sure, because you're never supposed to be like this guy's fine. He's just he's just having a bad day. He's he's just really motivated. Yeah. No, it's never it's never like that. I, I do think so. The this movie I do think has has kind of a uh, has kind of a political undertone to it, a, a, a subtext. Okay. Um, and it, at least you could do you could do a political reading of okay. this movie if, if nothing else explain yourself so he is textbook sociopath um there 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 are some things he's not blatant with with what he does he does seem to, to try and fit into situations mm-hmm. which makes him seem a little bit more on the the psychopath side mm-hmm. of of that um because you know anyway uh the 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 main thing seems to be that always 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 helps him yeah get further yeah, and that's that's, he, that's the and, idea and the the main person that he's talking to so if you look at him as being a seller uh, just just you know, strip strip it of context. If you look at him as being a seller, like and a salesman, the, yeah, yeah, and okay. the person who the the woman that he's uh, giving the or the person the woman that he's selling the footage to as being just a buyer, right? Both of them have their own angles where they bend moral code and ethical oh codes. sure it's pretty much just something that's always getting in the way mm-hmm. of their end goal which yeah. is making more money yeah I and mean. it's it's very much like it's very much like a, a a diagram in like totally absurd like over the top uh just <laughs> Trying to think of the right word, just just like absurd, like greed. Di- dialed up, dialed up to eleven, uh, avarice. Yeah, but the it, it's it's the it's the way it's filmed. Like it it seems like it's really trying to like hammer home a point, 
And if you look at the, the behaviors of everyone involved, it's very much... Um, I think it could be seen as a sort of a thesis on the phenomena wherein in a capitalist like a, a, a full capitalist system where psychopathic tendencies, ruthlessness and a willingness to bend morality and ethics will usually lead to a greater like success rate yeah, for, sure. for individuals competing in that system. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly like gladiatorial uh, and you know that's why I, I can't remember the exact like figure, but something like like sixty percent of the top paid CEOs are are like exhibit like severe psychopathic tendencies oh, sure, or something yeah. like that. It's been a while since I read the psychopath test, but they 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 mentioned that statistic really like broadly. Um, but uh, yeah, so so there there is a there is a political reading to this movie. I I'd, I'd like to think that it's more than a reading. I'd like to think it's it's somewhat intentional because they really go out of their way to like, if not specifically political, maybe just towards. Uh, I I I saw it more as they were looking at kind of like the. If you, if you're so sorry, I interrupted. No, you're not. <laughs> the, the 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 biggest thing that I saw them critiquing is the fact that this kind of news is what drives viewership. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely like harsh critique of like like news corporations and like the news like. Uh, a news cycle yeah. kind of thing. But cause... also of us as the consumer because we all watch it. Right. You know, uh, uh, you, peop- they, don't, they don't put it on for no one to watch. They, they, they shoot the news. Like, they, they show a lot of the, the news, like, broadcasts. Yeah. Like, the, the local news broadcasts. Yeah, yeah. uh, like, on TVs, and they show them filming it, and they make a really big point to like show the lead-ins and the stings and like the inner workings of it yep. to the point where I don't think that they could have made it look any more absurd like just the the aesthetics of the whole thing like the the fucking the like uh the breaking news screen yeah which they use a lot is like super cluttered and like everywhere it doesn't look just like any local local <laughs> it, news station exactly it's just it's it's your local news station's aesthetic but it's just shot like really harshly to make you like realize how fucking stupid it looks and it's very jarring <laughs> it's very jarring in this movie with very high production quality right. and attractive people and you know big name actors <laughs> right. to see this Breaking news, and it's like a '90s graphic, and like with some like cheesy like guitar sting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like they could not, they could have shot it more like to look more absurd, like more ridiculous. But it was as believable as possible. Yeah, it, if if they had tried any harder, it would have taken you out. of, yeah. of the movie. Like the, the <laughs> like they could have been like, yeah, half of these things that we went because there was times where you were flipping through channels and seeing like other channels news broadcasts. 
uh, nude broadcast. That's a Freudian slip. Um, it's also a thing in Canada, yeah. or at least it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> They're flipping around and seeing these news broadcasts on other channels, and I'm like, are these real or are these shot for the movie? I right. I, I, I literally don't know. Like, right. I don't... Like, like, if they weren't all talking about the same stories... Well, they're usually, not. They're not so, always. Sometimes they're not. Later on in the movie, as the stories start to, like, get bigger and spiral out of control... Like, if they were, if someone told me, like, yeah, oh, they actually took half of those clips from WPFU <laughs> in Cincinnati, Ohio, I'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. So it make, makes I'm sense. not going to fact check that, because yeah. that sounds real. yeah. It it, it it just walks a really fine line between looking believable but like stupid enough to where you're like, wow, that really looks stupid. Yeah. <laughs> just like just like the local news. Exactly. Like I, I don't I, I don't watch it. I don't watch Oh, I see it every day. I don't watch local news that often, but whenever I go into a place that's playing it, like like a restaurant or something where it's like just on the T V in the background, I'm like, good. God, this looks horrible. It's gaudy, and just, <laughs> it, but that's what people want. That's what people yeah, watch. That's what they expect. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> so there, there's definitely I. The only thing that makes me say because in in a in a movie that I don't think like would harp on it so much, I might like still read in that same sort of. Um, that same sort of political reading about like like as a broader statement on capitalism mm-hmm. and how it rewards psychopathic tendencies and whatnot, um, surely because of like how I think about things. But <laughs> I'd like to think that it's a little bit more intentional than just like a you can extrapolate this means this this means this. Um, surely because we need a director's commentary for this. Surely because Jake. Gyllenhaal, his character talks almost entirely like someone you would hear at like a small business seminar. Yes, like the whole fucking time. Yes, it is. It is the spectrum through which he views all of his surroundings. Mm-hmm. Is and they frame it as he he's someone that spent a lot of time researching things on the internet and taking like. Business courses and stuff like that. Yeah, but he has synthesized. This. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that that's the thing that and the scene at the very end where he and the the uh, news director are like where where she's just amazed at the footage and thanking him and everything. Like mm. I think that was the final one where I was like. This is at least somewhat intentional. <laughs> oh yeah. This is not this is not accidental in any way. No, this not is at not all. subtext. This is almost like full text. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh I I I really liked. Um you can definitely watch the movie and enjoy it without that. Oh sure. Um and and you know it, it's still a perfectly good statement on So I kind of like I think we watch movies differently. Right. I, I kind of watch the movie and don't think about it at all while I'm right. watching it. And then I, I, as soon as it's over, I start to piece things together and put together subtext and stuff like that. I think you're the opposite where yeah, you, you kind of <laughs> look for like, you start to notice things in the movie and then you 
as the movie goes on, you kind of add them to your point on that, yeah. which is good and probably correct. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I definitely know. I, I I think I think one's like a, a bottom up and the other one's like a top down. Approach. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's good that we vary in that way. Yeah, because I miss shit all the time because I'm trying to like. Like I, I miss small details mm. and plot and stuff because I'm trying to put together the big like, picture motifs yeah. and subtext and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how did this character even get here? And yeah. then usually you or someone else I'm watching the movie with is like, yeah, they very clearly showed that it was like a yeah. thirty second cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which but, is, and then I, I kind of will like take some cues at the end and think of I'll, I'll think of major scenes and be like huh that's interesting that that related to this <laughs> because of because of the way that that I I tend to watch uh, shit I've been known to uh, around people that notice editing flaws and like <laughs> and, and really pay attention to editing I, I have to train myself to like look for editing a movie has to have really bad editing for me to notice. Like I'm like Suicide Squad level, like yeah. terrible. Oh like, yeah, structural and like scene to scene editing. Well, and it's because we've been <laughs> we've been raised in an era where most movies have good editing. Like yeah, it, or at least passable. Yeah, like, even even standard. And, and now I I know a lot of people that that um that that say that editing has been like. Like like people people who do it for a living and, and and or teach it or are taking classes on it, a lot of people say that editing is really, really taking a hit right now in like mainstream film. Hmm. Like um but that being said, it's usually still in a few cherry picked examples. Like there are a lot of, of like big Hollywood movies right now that have like really aimless terrible editing <laughs> but there are more of them considerably more that just have like perfectly passable professional looking editing yeah it's it's nothing that blows you away yeah so or not always but ever like on average it's going to be fine yeah most uh, a lot of people call it invisible editing yeah and, and that's it, that's doing its job yeah so and and i do think you're right i do think we grew up like watching movies where you didn't notice the editing like at all and uh, unless you really dug you wouldn't find anything that was like amazing examples of of great editing either that or unless you're like really trained to look for yeah, it yeah unless that was a thing that you it. do um so yeah <laughs> uh, un- unfortunately the 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 way that i i watch movies like actively i usually if i'm gonna notice bad editing i'm gonna notice on like the third or fourth viewing of a movie uh unless it's just like terrible like awful trash <laughs> um like suicide squad yeah i mean suicide squad is is undeniable like it's like the poster child for bad editing yeah i mean it it, it made most people that, that care about that shit it made like worst editing list for the year it came out and i was told that there were like several contenders yeah like, i'm pretty sure that was the same year batman versus superman came out a lot of people hated that uh uh, surely, well, I mean, for a lot of reasons, but surely, based on editing, a lot of people didn't like yeah. it. Um, Maybe Warner to, uh, Brothers is not the 
Not the one for the job. <laughs> there, there was another one. What was it? It was that fucking Egyptian shit that came out. Prince something. of Egypt. No. Uh, uh, a little bit after that. I want to do Prince same, of Egypt Same year as Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, it was like shit. gods... Oh, invincible! Fucking God, I don't know. It was. It wasn't good. Why do I want to say? Why do I want to? Gods Among Men was was the game. Yes, that was the uh, the DC game. Yes. Anyway. Point is, we should watch Prince of Egypt for the podcast. <laughs> right, that that's totally where this was tangenting to, <laughs> is we should watch Prince of Egypt for the podcast. I think I would um, have a lot to say about that movie, because I watched it many times as I, a child. I also, living in the Bible Belt, watched Prince of Egypt a bunch <laughs> as a kid. Um, I, I'd, I'd be interested to revisit it. I legitimately have not seen that movie in some years. We're going on 20. We're going on 20 years. (laughs) Pretty much the last time they showed it after school and I couldn't leave the room. Uh, But I used to to love that movie. I used to love that and Quest for Camelot. Those are my shit. Quest for for Camelot. That was the one with the two-headed dragon guy. Yes. Yeah, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that movie was dope. Because I heard Quest for, and I was thinking, uh, I was thinking Prince of Egypt, and I was like, Quest for Kent? No, it's Road to El Dorado. And I was like, <laughs> wait, there, there were definitely different movies. There, there was definitely a Quest for Camelot. Yeah, Road I to El Dorado was good too. Uh, hey, <laughs> we we should we should do an we should do an early we should do a pre Shrek DreamWorks month. I'm pretty sure there are only four movies. <laughs> Because there's fucking Spirit or whatever it was called with the horse. Oh, yeah, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, I did too. Uh, (laughs) Don't say it like that. Spirit, Prince of Egypt, um, Road to El Dorado, and I think there was one other. Was El Dorado a DreamWorks thing? Yeah. Oh, so the thing I was thinking of was Gods of Egypt. Uh, It apparently had really bad editing. (laughs) I didn't notice, but again, I only watched it once. There's, there's, aside from the editing, there's a lot wrong with that movie. <laughs> but yeah. all that being said, for as long as we've talked about editing in this episode, uh, we the, don't do it. The editing on the movie that we actually oh. watched, <laughs> uh, really good. Yeah, it was pretty like, good. <laughs> solid. <laughs> No complaints. Uh, on my second time watching, I actually started watching four specific cuts, yeah. and I, I saw it was mostly invisible. I saw a lot of stuff that was that was actually a little bit ambitious. I thought so. This this pre this pre Shrek month <laughs> would be really good. <laughs> Bad. We I, I, we don't even have a whole month. So Spirit Study and Cimarron came out in two thousand two. Shrek right. came out in two thousand one. So our our list consists of the Prince of Egypt, uh, the Road to El Dorado, ants. Oh, <laughs> wow! And, and Joseph, King of Dreams. Oh, that was the other one. Yeah, that that was the other Bible yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, we, we can do it. We can definitely do it. Maybe we... Uh, It'll be terrible, but maybe, we can do it. Maybe we should not touch the religious <laughs> movies and just let... I'd, I feel like we could remain secular and detached from... from uh, I mean, from what I remember... Ants is another movie I watched a lot as a kid. Yeah, so did I. I was actually... For better or worse. I was actually, as a kid, I was actually terrified a little bit <laughs> of the termites. Oh my god, and, yeah. And ants. Oh god, yeah, they're they so spit, crazy. They spit like green acid. And yes. And I was, I was, as a kid, I was like very like hesitant for like a month to touch anything green. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was kind of visceral in a way. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Does DreamWorks even do 2D animation anymore? Not. I'm pretty sure Spirit was the last one. No, not the last one. They did Sinbad. Oh, God. (laughs) That might be the last one, though. I mean, it should have been. Yeah, I think that was... Man, they really don't have a great track record. No. No, I mean, it's it's really like... It's like Shrek or Bust at this point. Well, there's also the... I know. I, I'm. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make sure that I. I, I can back up the statement after I say it. But okay. kind of the best series of kids movies in recent memory is what How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. So that was what I was gonna say. Is like, uh, I haven't seen any of them. God. Damn it, they're good. I'm so excited for number three. <laughs> yeah, I haven't... Fucking, it looks like Toothless is getting a girlfriend and I'm fucking psyched. Yeah, like, I haven't, I haven't ah. seen... I have not seen a, a single one, but I have heard that they are quite good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of another series of kids' movies coming out right now that... that it, in my mind, is giving it a run for its money I mean, you quality could, wise. Does it have to be animated? Because you could count the MCU as kids' movies for sure. I mean, they're for adults too. I mean, Thor Ragnarok like took a lot of time to talk about like orgies and phallic references. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, as far as far as series go, I don't think for quality, I'm I'm really. So we should probably like finish up on uh, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler and not talking about DreamWorks. Yeah, so and kids movies. when I first saw the preview for Nightcrawler, I was hoping that it was uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Kurt Wa- Kurt Wagner, <laughs> like the X Men. <laughs> and the whole preview went on, and he did not teleport once. And I was like, "Man, like, screw oh, this, this movie!" Is suck. Yeah, because Nightcrawler was one of my favorite characters, and I was like. Yes, a Nightcrawler movie would be sweet, <laughs> and it was not to be. But this movie was pretty good too. I, I was, I, I did see like a, a like poster or a thing before I ever saw a trailer. I just saw like Jake Gyllenhaal's face and Nightcrawler and like a really stylized yes. font. And I saw like the LA background. I was like. That would be okay. <laughs> this could be dope, <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, I'm I'm I am not uh, I'm not disappointed that this wasn't an X. No, movie. no, I'm. It it it, <laughs> it is it is in no way uh, related in any fashion. No. So if if you if you clicked on this review because you saw the name, first of all, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're great. Um, if you clicked on the review because you saw the name. And you were like, oh yeah, 
I think I missed that one. Do I need to see it before I see X Men? <laughs> whatever. Uh, you don't. But you do. You should see it before yeah, that. Yeah, you, you you definitely should. This is better but, than. But not because of that. Almost any X Men movie. <laughs> yeah. Conveniently, what did we do that because of Nightcrawler? I, we we started talking about it before the show because we okay. were we were riffing on on Nightcrawler. Chris and I, name. Chris and I, both ranked our top ten X Men movies <laughs> uh, before before this uh, podcast. We're well, pretty much the same, except yeah. for except for like one two major glaring difference. differences. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll save that for another day. Right. I uh, mean, when we inevitably review the new X Men movie that's going to be coming out like next year or something, right? I guess. I'll probably do that shit. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not right. excited about <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah. <laughs> final final closing statements on Nightcrawler and nothing else uh, tangent related. Um, this movie. Uh, really good. If you like psychological thrillers uh, and, and, and stuff that's I, I I would I would God, it really is such like a weird idiosyncratic genre. Mm-hmm. Uh No, don't do it. It it is it is such a it is such an idiosyncratic genre that I'm like trying to struggle to like put it in a broader context for like what you would if you enjoyed this, you would like this. But um yeah, I would say if you're the kind of person who is into drive, this is like this has a lot of yeah the, the stuff you the probably machinist. liked about it. Uh, yeah, if you like the machinist, this yeah. would be good. Yeah, I, I I would say I would say that it's it's if you liked the machinist, but you were like I wish the psychological elements were a little more subtle and grounded. <laughs> Uh, Not gone, but yeah, just, just yeah, yeah, still, still, still there, still, still, you know, there for you to chew on, uh, but but maybe not the full like Tyler Durden fuck shit. Like yeah. <laughs> if uh, if 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 that's your bag, th- this will probably be this will probably be good for you. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next week when we inevitably do another movie, probably. Probably.